Welcome to Bangalore Revival Centre, a church dedicated to loving God and serving people. Today we have Pastor Priji teaching us from the series, Hallowed Be Thy Name. The revelation that he would be sharing today is from the name Elion. Hope this will minister to you today. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, what does the Bible say? Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Who wrote this? Who said this? Who taught this? Jesus taught the disciples to pray this prayer and he said, hey, when you pray, you need to make this the center of your prayer. You need to make this the center of your desire. You, may, you need to make this the center of your life that the name of the Lord, the name of your Father in heaven will be hallowed, will be kept holy, will be exalted, will be above it all, will be high and high above it all. Amen. What are some of the names of the Lord that we have learned so far? Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, Sevaot. See, see, I, I told you this, there is great power when we speak that name in the atmosphere. Okay, there is breakthroughs and victories that are released when we speak that name. We don't have to go into 10-15 minutes of speaking in tongues to receive the breakthrough. That name when it is released in the atmosphere, that name can release breakthroughs and victories. Amen. So when we speak that name, we speak it with that confidence and with that encouragement and with that strength. Are you ready? What are the names we have learned till now? Elohim. Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, Sevaot. Amen. Let's go into the word. Psalms 92 and verse 1. It's a good thing to give thanks unto Yahweh. You remember capital L-O-R-D is? Yahweh. It is a good thing to give thanks unto Yahweh and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. It says, sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. It's a good thing to do. This. So what we were doing in the first 45 minutes of this service, it's a good thing. Okay? It's a glorious thing. It's an awesome thing. In fact, it is better than what we do in the second half of the service. You know, I, I know that when we tune into a service and when we come to church, we don't want to miss the word, right? We think, okay, that song, we sing that song every Sunday, right? You know, what's the big deal about this particular song? Yeah, I sing praises to thy name. I mean, last Sunday, pastor sang it. The Sunday before that, he sang it. That's not necessarily the important part. The sermon, I don't want to miss. The songs it's, or the worship, it's okay to miss. No, let me tell you this. It's a good thing to give praise to the Lord. And that is why you have to come energized, ready, prepared to give praises unto His name. And, and, and the Bible goes on to say in Psalms 9 verse 2. Are you ready? Sing it out or read it out as loud as possible. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. What is He saying? I will be glad and 
exult in you. You know what it means to exult in you? If you want to see what it means to exult in you, you need to come to my house in the evening times when I go back from work and I see my children. Man, it is a party in my house when I go back home. You know, the first thing that they do is as soon as they see or hear that I am opening the gates of my house, they will go hide. Okay? One person will be under the cord, one person will be in the almira, one person will be in the fridge, different places. They go hide themselves and sometimes my wife joins along with them and then it becomes harder because she uses her brain. And uh, you know, so, but then when I go find them, this is, a, this is a thing every night, okay? I don't know why they don't get tired, okay? Every day when I go back from work, it's like, it's like a celebration when I get back home. They go crazy. It's, it's like they have not seen me for like ages and I'm coming back. You know, you've seen these videos of fathers who come back from fighting a war and the children, they go crazy because they're seeing their father after a whole season or a whole year or a couple of years. That's how my children... Now, I, I, I tend to ask them, hey guys, you saw me go this morning. You know, what's the big deal? Like, did I change? Did I bring candies for you? Did I... What is it that causes you to be so excited and that's why Jesus said unless you become like small children you cannot enter into the kingdom of God you cannot taste of the goodness of God you cannot understand the principles of the kingdom of God so you and I we have to become like little children when we come to church when we come to church don't say I am a pastor I am a prophet I am an apostle or I have this bigger salary I have this bigger house no nobody cares when you come to the church you come like a baby and you're coming here to be glad and exult in him not in the name of your church not in the name of your ministry or in the name of your blessings no you're, you're, you're not waiting for God to bless you so that you can worship him you are coming because you know that God is in the house and when my father shows up I come to rejoice in him I may have done the same thing yesterday but I'm going to do it afresh today like how a child when he sees his father or mother he would go crazy and excited and go rejoicing at his arms I'm going to go exult in my father and I will sing praise to your name come on loudly I will sing praise to your name I will be glad and exult in you and I will sing praise to your name Oh, Most High, tell me, uh, what do you observe from this verse? Do you see that Most High, the first letters are capital? Do you know that if you are just anybody who knows an English language, if you're referring to a thing or, a, or a, you know, see, being high is an action verb, right? An action word. You know, I'm teaching English to my children in this season because of homeschooling and stuff. So it's, they call it action word or, you know, or a verb or an adverb. You don't write those words in capital. What are the words that you write in capital? A name, a noun, you know, a noun also, like this is a table, right? You don't write T in capital. But if the name of the table is something specific, that name you will write it in capital 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, throughout the scriptures, when you study or when you read, you have to be very careful to give attention to those descriptions about God where the first word is capital or the first alphabet is capitalized and that's the name of God. Okay? Go back to Psalms 92. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the, unto the Lord. You see L-O-R-D capital? And to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Do you see that high is capitalized? That's in the KJV Bible. Now go ahead to the next verse. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. That's in the ESV translation. Now let's go to the Passion translation. Another verse. Psalms 50 and verse 14. Let's read it out together. Why don't you bring me the sacrifices I desire? Bring me your true and sincere thanks and show your gratitude by keeping your promises to me, the Most High. What do you see there? Most High is capitalized which is talking about the name of the Lord what is God saying this is God speaking by the way this is not a psalmist speaking this is a psalmist echoing the heart of God and what is the psalmist saying why don't you bring me the sacrifices that I desire so when you come to worship in church on a Sunday morning you're not to come empty-handed you're not to come empty-hearted you are to come with sacrifices you are to bring your true and sincere thanks. See, I, I've seen people come and sit and worship. Now, I, I have no problem with you if you sit and worship. But if sitting and worshiping, you know, if it is comfortable for you, then I want you to sacrifice and stand and worship. Okay? But if standing and worship is normal for you, then I want you to kneel and worship. Because that's sacrificial. If, if kneeling and worship is normal for you, then I want you to jump and worship because that is sacrifice. Do what is uncomfortable for you. Okay? It says, the next line it says, you know, come with your true and sincere thanks and show your gratitude. How do you show your gratitude? By keeping your promises to me, the Most High. In fact, the, the King James translation says, Show your gratitude by paying up your vows. The vows that you made to me, pay up. That's speaking in terms of money, right? That's speaking in terms of giving. Our offerings, our tithes that we give to the Lord. It says, pay up your vows, your promises, the promises that you made to me. You need to pay them because that is a way of showing honor to me the most high. Amen. You know, so often we take our giving to the Lord very lightly. We, we think that our worship is just about what we sing with our words and, and what we do in our heart. But it has to translate into our giving. It has to translate, especially if you've made a commitment before the Lord. Because the Bible says, pay up your promises, pay up your vows, pay up your vows. Don't break the promises that you make to the Lord, especially in the area of your finances. Because when you give, when you sow, you're not sowing just to Yahweh or Elohim. You're giving to the Most High. 
because the Bible says why don't you bring me the sacrifices that I desire you know see when, when we read Malachi chapter 3 the Bible says God told the people hey you got to pay up your tithes you know as a pastor I am very shy in asking people to give their tithes because you know you know everybody has a negative impression of a pastor that talks about tithing and giving and you know those that, you know this pastor is after my money but honestly speaking God was not ashamed to ask you your tithes why should I be ashamed to ask you your tithes you know when I when I when my father was the one who was teaching about this and I'm like wait a minute I am not holier than God I am not greater than God God said test me with your tithes and offerings and watch me and see if I don't open the windows of heaven over you watch me wait and watch if I do not do what I promised God didn't say pray and fast so that I will make you rich no you pray and fast so you your heart is purified your your mind is renewed all of that you pray and fast for that you want to become rich there's only one way you pay up your promises to God you you keep your vows that you made to the Lord the Lord says do not come into my presence empty-handed amen Genesis chapter 14 and verse 17 the Bible says after Abraham returned from his victory over Kedrolamar and all his allies the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh that is the king's valley where did the king go to meet him in, 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 in the valley of Shaveh which means the king's valley okay where is Abraham returning from he's returning from a victory is returning from a breakthrough you know I didn't plan it like this but God planned this I realized that last Sunday we were talking about a God who is gonna fight for us a God who is gonna bring us from a place of victory a God who is our seva oath a God who is going to fight our battles for us a God who is the Lord of hosts the God of heaven's armies the God of angel armies the God who will just ask us to be still and see that he is our Sevaot. He is our Yahweh Sevaot. Amen. And here is Abraham returning from a place of victory. Returning from a place of an understanding of the, of the breakthrough that God gave him in the spirit realm. The Bible says in verse 18. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of God most high brought Abraham some bread and wine so I want to focus a bit on this word God most high God the root word is Elohim but in this place the root word that is used is El everybody say El but the word most high the root word is Elyon everybody say Elyon the Bible says this this is the name that is used anytime in the Old Testament there was about 
30 to 40 times that this name comes up in the Old Testament. Not all of them are in reference to God. Sometimes it is just a verb which says somebody was placed high or somebody is lifted high. But most times it is referred to the names of God. And whenever it is referred to the names of God, you would see that the capital letter is used in M and H or just in H when it is only referring to the, the God who is highly lifted up. So let's say it out. El Yod, what does it mean? It means Most High. Okay? In the previous verse, what we saw was El Elyon. Okay? But Elyon means Most High. Okay? This is literally translated as high, highest, elevated, or above. It is used primarily in the books of Psalms and Genesis. Now, whenever it is used, it's used in the variants of El Elyon or Yahweh Elyon. Lord Most High or God Most High or just Most High. Sometimes it is only Elyon. Okay. Now let's go back to Genesis chapter 14 and verse 18. The Bible says, And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of El Elyon, brought Abraham some bread and wine. Once again, let's read it out. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of El Elyon, brought Abraham some bread and wine. Once again, come on. When we say El Elyon, I want you to breathe that word out loud, okay? One, two, three, go. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and a priest of El Elyon, brought Abraham some bread and wine. Now Melchizedek, he did not really have a relationship with Abraham. He was not Abraham's king. He was not Abraham's physical relative. He did not have a history with Abraham. The only thing that he had a history with was the name El Elyon. This is the first time in the Bible you would see the use of the word Elyon. You would see the word Most High being used in the Bible. And this, this person, the Bible says, he is not just a priest, but he is also a, a king. Okay? And he is coming to meet a man who is coming back from victory. Okay? Not going into a battle, but coming out of a battle. How many of you know that we are already fighting from a place of victory? We are not going to experience victory. We are already more than conquerors. You understand what I'm saying? We've been teaching and studying that in detail, right? And the Bible talks about this Melchizedek. He is a king and he is a priest. And what did he give Abraham? He gave him bread and wine. What we want to serve you every Sunday morning when you come here is spiritual bread and spiritual wine. And I'm not talking about communion here. I'm talking about the word of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, the presence of the Holy Spirit is referred to or symbolized with wine. And the Bible talks about how this guy, Melchizedek, he is, 
you know, not necessarily physically related to Abraham. But when he comes to meet Abraham, he is looking at a man who is already victorious, who is already blessed by the Lord. And he says, hey, wait, I want to give you something that is going to help you on your journey ahead. Let me give you bread and wine. You know, if you study the context of it, Abraham had plenty of money already. He was coming with the spoils of war. Are you telling me that Abraham didn't have bread and wine? Come on, think aloud with me. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? This man is, is taken down five kingdoms. Okay, five kingdoms. Name five kingdoms, okay? Let's say somewhere in the Middle East. Okay. Come on, anybody from the Middle East who can name five kingdoms for me? Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Kuwait, United Arab Emirates, Oman. Okay, five nations. Okay, this one man has defeated five kings in the Middle East and he's coming back with the spoils of war, with all of their money, with all of their riches. Are you saying this man needed bread and wine from a Melchizedek? Did he need a physical food from Melchizedek? Honestly, did he need it? Did he need to depend on somebody else for his sustenance? No. But Melchizedek came because he did not come with just bread and wine from the kitchens of Salem. He brought bread and wine that came from the kitchen of El Elyon. So you should understand, when David went to fight Goliath, he did not fight him with stones. He fought him with that revelation of the, of the name of Yahweh Sevaoth. When Melchizedek went to feed Abraham, he did not go to feed him with just well-cooked, tasty food from the woman that cooked that food or the people that made that wine. He went with a revelation of El Elyon and he said, when you eat this bread and this wine, there is an anointing on this bread and this wine that is going to cause you to become great. That is going to cause you to become rich. That is going to cause you to be blessed above your colleagues. That is going to cause you to be different from your family members. That is going to cause you to be uniquely anointed. Because I am coming with a king's anointing and as a priestly anointing. See, Melchizedek was neither Abraham's king nor was he Abraham's priest. You understand what I'm saying? But he came in the name of El Elyon and he said, what I'm offering to you may look like just bread and wine. What I'm offering to you, what is served to you in church every Sunday may just look like another sermon, another revelation, another verse, another uh, move of the Holy Spirit. No, but if you will take this, what is being served to you, in the name of El Elyon, if you would value where your pastors have been before they come and meet with you, if you will value where your pastors have stood and ministered and, and sought the word of God from before they come and serve that bread to you, then you would not just eat it as bread and wine, 
you would eat it as a revelation of El Elyon. And that bread and wine will have a totally different result in your life as what you would do if you would just come here to receive another sermon. That you would come here to receive, okay, I just want to feel some goosebumps today and go back home. No, no, no. When you come here revering the revelations, the, the man or the woman that the Lord is using in this house. Some of you are not necessarily from this house. You may have a different house that you belong to. Wherever you serve, wherever you go, wherever you give, wherever you are committed to, some of you that are watching us online, wherever your house is, wherever your Melchizedek is, if you will believe that what I'm receiving is not necessarily just ordinary bread and wine, then that ordinary bread, ordinary looking bread and wine has the capacity to do impossible, extraordinary, supernatural things for you. Amen. The Bible says, verse 19, he gave him the bread and the wine and then he said, blessed, the Bible says Melchizedek blessed Abraham with this blessing. What is the blessing? Blessed be Abraham by El Elyon, creator of heaven and earth. Creator of heaven and earth. Now, if you read the King James translation and if you read the root word of the word creator there, you would see the word possessor. It is not creator, possessor. The root word if you study, it's used in the con context of purchasing or business or trading or somebody who, who owns something. And, and the Bible says, blessed be Abraham by El Elyon, the possessor or the owner or the, or the ones or the one who has complete control, who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Blessed be Abraham in the name of El Elyon who possesses heaven and earth. Is there a greater name to bless you with this morning? This morning as I'm serving bread and wine to you, I'm speaking this blessing over you, Bangalore Revival Center. I'm saying this, blessed, blessed be Bangalore Revival Center in the name of El Elyon, the possessor. Come on, somebody say the possessor. The possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed are you, come on, are you ready to put your name there? Are you ready to put your name there? Those that are watching me online, I want you to write this in the comments or, or scream it out loud in your house. Whatever you can do, I want you to just release this into the atmosphere and say, blessed be preachy workish by El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. Come on, come on, come on. On my behalf, I'm giving you the authority to bless yourself, okay? When you speak this out, you're blessing your yourself on the basis of what the scripture says so if there is something that is there in heaven and earth then that belongs to you if there is not something that is available in heaven and earth then you don't necessarily have it but when I speak and I say blessed be Abraham by El Elyon the possessor of heaven and earth what I mean is Everything that El Elyon possesses in heaven and earth now also belongs to you. Melchizedek realized 
I cannot only give him bread and wine. This bread and wine, I'm giving in the name of El Elyon. So the blessings that is available for him in the name of El Elyon, let me also release that blessing upon Abraham. And he said, blessed be Abraham in the name of El Elyon. Thank God for those that have discovered who is their king and their priest. Thank God for those that have discovered their Melchizedek because your Melchizedek has the capacity to bless you, has the capacity to take you to the next level. Amen. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 14 and verse 20, he goes on to praise God and worship God and says, and blessed be El Elyon who has defeated your enemies for you. Then, everybody say then. Abraham gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods that he had recovered in that battle. All the goods. He had recovered a huge five nations. Do you remember this? Five nations. He has victory over five kings, five kingdoms. And if these guys were already digging oil back in the day, I don't know if they were, but if they were digging oil back in the day, they were really, really rich kings. And the Bible says, out of all the things that he recovered from this five kings, Abraham gave one-tenth of all that he won in the battle to Melchizedek. Because he realized, wait a minute, this blessing that I just received, see, this bread and wine that he is just giving me, if I go to the market, I can buy it for 100 rupees. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? If I, if I just, you know, swipe my card in a supermarket, I can easily buy bread and wine for 500 rupees. But what he is giving, this blessing that is giving me in the name of El Elyon, that there is no price that I can put on that blessing. I have to give a tenth of everything that I have right now. And that time, all that he had was everything that he recovered in that particular battle that he had been in. And the Bible says he gave a, a tenth of everything that he recovered. He gave it to Melchizedek. Now ask me this question. Did Melchizedek need money from Abraham? Who was Melchizedek? He was a king and a priest. Who do we want to help? Poor people, needy people, not kings and priests. Kings and priests, they have a lot of money on their own and God has blessed them. You don't, you don't give your you know, charity, we give it to poor people, people that are hurting and people that are in need. But this is not charitable giving that Abraham is doing. What Abraham is doing is principle giving. What Abraham is doing is he's paying up his promises to God. And he says, wait a minute, what I have received from you, Melchizedek, is so valuable that I have to give you a tenth of everything that I have recovered. The last one month, I worked really hard to get this salary and, and the Lord blessed me with this salary and the Lord gave me this bonus and the Lord blessed me with this increase and the Lord blessed me in these areas of my life and I want to honor God. I want to honor my love for God. I want to honor the bread and the wine that I'm receiving from you Melchizedek and I want to give you one tenth of everything that I recovered in this last one month to the Lord. Amen. The Bible says, if you go to Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22, what does the Bible say? The blessing of the Lord, it makes a person 
rich and he adds no sorrow with it absolutely he doesn't add any sorrow with it the the thing is this what we think is that you know when when the lord blesses us you know one of the reasons why people run away from blessings or the reasons why people run away from riches is because they think that having more money is more problem but there is a blessing that god can give you there is a blessing that the lord can release upon your life that that level of riches when you receive in your life it doesn't come with problems it comes with solutions your money will be solutions to the people around you your money will be a solution to yourself see if if the way that you are earning money if the way that you are bringing money into your house into your family is causing you more trouble than blessing then you you, you need to you need to go back and inspect is this coming from a blessing of the lord or is this is coming from something i am doing because when the lord blesses me it doesn't come with sorrow it doesn't come with pain it doesn't come with with problems it doesn't come with challenges now i'm not saying you will not have challenges or problems but the bible says he adds no sorrow with it he adds no sorrow with it your the enemy will begin to target you and begin to attack you and begin to try to steal from you that's normal but the lord doesn't add any sorrow with it so when you are going through a challenge especially a financial struggle the question you need to ask is this is this something that the lord allowed in my life or is this something that the enemy is causing because if you read the book of job the bible talks about how rich job was and who caused it was not god who added sorrow upon his riches it was the enemy who stole from job and destroyed his family and tried to take down the peace that he had but when god blessed him he did not add any sorrow with it amen so the reason i'm teaching you this is because i want you to make an intentional habit to inspect the source of your blessing is the source of your blessing i will explain why i'm teaching you this in a bit the source of your blessing is it coming from melchizedek or is it coming from my victory the source of my blessing is it coming from the blessing that the lord spoke upon my life or is it coming just from my hard work when you stand before god will you be able to boast about the wealth you have or will you be able to give him all the credit and say wait a minute this i could not have done this in my strength this is this is not because of the amazing hard work that i i i i got this this is purely the lord's doing can we can we pray and ask god for a blessing like that see i'm not saying that god is not going to reward your hard work praise god according to your hard work according to your um, labor and victory the lord will bless you but that blessing that you get on your own there may be sorrow with it but there is a blessing that comes from the lord where the blessing that melchizedek spoke upon abraham and he said hey you are blessed in the name of el elion that blessing will make you rich and it does not add sorrow with
heaven. The, God does not add any failures, brokenness, pain with it. If you go to the book of Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 6, the Bible says, But Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, what did he do? He collected, the Bible says, he collected. It's almost like Melchizedek came to collect these tithes from Abraham. It says, Melchizedek, who was not even a descendant of Levi. See, Levites had the official responsibility of collecting tithes in the Old Testament. The Bible says, Melchizedek was no, nowhere a Levite. And yet, he collected the tithes from Abraham. And what did Melchizedek do? After he collected the tithes from Abraham, and Melchizedek placed a blessing. Somebody say, placed a blessing upon Abraham read the next statement it says the one who had already received the promises of God wait a minute this guy is not a not a broke guy yeah you're not looking at blessing a guy who is already broken hurting failing no no no. this guy is already victorious he's already received the promises of God he's already been hearing the voice of God he's already been walking with God he's already been experiencing revelations personal revelations you see, God appeared to Abraham and said, walk with me. I am your El Shaddai. You remember we studied that, right? God appeared to Abraham and, and, and changed his name, changed, changed his identity, changed his destiny, all of that. God did that with Abraham. So he had already received the promises of God. But there was a blessing that had to be received by a submission to a human being. Abraham was already submitted to God. Abraham was already submitted to El Shaddai. But there was a blessing that would come when he would submit to a man who is like him, who is probably as rich as he is or even, you know, a little less richer than Abraham is. You know, if Abraham has won five kingdoms, how rich do you think he is Abraham? I would, I would kind of think that he's probably, you know, if... I don't know, I may be inaccurate with this, but he may probably be more richer than Melchizedek. But the Bible says that he needed to submit to somebody called Melchizedek and say, why don't you bless me now? Why don't you speak a blessing on behalf of El Elyon on my life? Because you do not just represent bread and wine. You're not just here with bread and wine. You're here with a blessing of El Elyon. I need, I want that same blessing in my life today. Are you ready for the next verse? Let's read the next verse. It says, and without a question, a person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. So what Abraham was doing is he was elevating Melchizedek above himself by giving him tithe. He is saying, wait a minute, I know that you have no need, you have no lack, but what I'm doing is I'm elevating you above myself. I'm saying that you are higher. Everybody say higher. Do you remember what Elion means? Most high. So what Abraham was doing is he was elevating the man that he was receiving from and he's saying you are greater than where I am and who I am and he elevated 
Melchizedek higher than himself by giving his tithes, by submitting to Melchizedek. And the Bible says, without doubt, without argument, the person who gives the blessing is greater than the person who is receiving the blessing. Now this is where we will have challenges today. Because, you know, so often when we go to a church or when we receive from a man of God, we, we just prefer to think of this person. Now please understand, I'm not talking about myself in relationship with you guys this morning. I'm teaching you biblical principles. Are you ready for this? We would like to think that this man is on my level. Man, I have better degree than he has or I have more money than he has. I read the Bible more than he does or I pray harder than he does and I feel more anointed than he is. I can get more prophecies than he is. It's very natural to think that your man of God is on your level. But as long as your man of God is on your level, you will not receive anything from him. You will not receive a blessing from him. The only way you can receive a blessing from your man of God is when you elevate the man of God on a higher plane and then anything that he, he, he releases, any bread and wine that he releases, it will automatically come to you. It will automatically flow to you. It will automatically become a blessing for you. So the principle that I'm teaching you this morning is that you have to come to a place where you say, wait a minute, I have a revelation of who my Melchizedek is and I have a revelation of where I need to humble myself. I may be rich, I may be educated, I may be anointed, I may have a relationship with God, I may have the promises of God, I may have dreams, visions, prophecies, all of that, but I am going to humble myself before a man I don't even know anything about. This is the first time I'm seeing this guy, but I'm going to humble myself before this guy and I'm going to say that you are greater, I'm going to give my tithes to you, I'm going to submit to you. That blessing is different from the blessing that you can get from a personal encounter with God. Wow. You know, all this last week we were talking about this God of consecration, this God of holiness showing up and you receiving a blessing from that. But the blessing that you receive from submitting to a man, to, from submitting to a man of God that God has placed over your life. I'm telling you that is a different kind of blessing. That's a different dimension of blessing. And Abraham tapped into that blessing. Can we pray? Can we say, Lord, show me who my Melchizedek is. Show me where I need to submit. Show me who I need to elevate above myself. See, it's like this. You know this table, I, you know this table, right? This table is plain level. If you're sitting on one end of the table and I'm sitting on the other end of the table and I pour this water on the table, it remains here. But when you elevate the table, you, you make my side higher, what will happen? The water will automatically flow to you. So unless you're willing to do that, see, I'm not saying this because I want more respect, love, honor. Please don't misunderstand what I'm trying to teach you today. It's a spiritual principle that I'm trying to teach you. It's from the word of God. I wouldn't teach this because if this was not from God's word. I'm teaching this because I want each and every one of you to be blessed. I want each and every one of you to tap into this principle of the blessings that is available in the name El Elyon. Because when you call on the name of Most High, 
you will automatically be elevated because he is high and lifted up and when you if you have to experience that elevation if you have to experience that victory if you have to experience that elevation in your own life that will come only when you humble yourself or when you surrender or when you go down and when you elevate the melkisedek that can speak that blessing over your life the blessing of the lord makes us rich and he adds no sorrow with it and the bible goes on to say the one that gives a blessing is greater than the one that receives a blessing amen i'd rather have a blessing from my father than receive 10 million rupees from uh from ambani's you know i'd rather because i i prefer the value that is available for me the thing that is available for me this blessing because i know this blessing will there will be no sorrow attached to it go to verse 21 let's read it out together the king of sodom said to abram give back my people who were captured but you may keep for yourselves all the goods that you have recovered you remember i was talking to you about getting rich by your own victories and your own hard work here is the king of sodom who is coming now where is abram right now we read this earlier he is in the king's valley and the first king comes and meets him who is the first king melchizedek the first king comes and what does he give him he gives him a, a blessing now i don't see that blessing manifest immediately i don't see gold dust all over abram as soon as you know uh, melchizedek blessed him nothing no physical change in abram's life but abram was so awed by this blessing that he gave his 1/10 to melchizedek after melchizedek goes another guy comes he is the king of sodom and he says you know i just want to take back my people but all the money all the riches 90% wealth of five nations 90% wealth of five nations he has given 10% to melchizedek right says the 90% wealth of these five nations that i have that you just won in the battle you can keep it I know that part of that belongs to us but why don't you just keep it the whole money goes to you what would you and I say wow i knew it i knew it that that blessing from melchizedek is going to have an effect on me yeah that's what we would say right we would say i just got a prophetic word <laughs> i just got a prophetic word that i'm going to be blessed this week Oh man I'm so happy I'm so I'm so happy that I I did not say no to this opportunity and I fought this battle and and now look because of my hard work God gave me 90% of everything that I got to win right won't you say that I would say that if I was in Abraham's place and I didn't know these principles that we have been taught in the word of God I would have said wow this is from the Lord the blessing of the Lord makes me rich and he adds no sorrow with I will that will be on my Facebook post Twitter Instagram and I will give a testimony about it on in church on Sunday but Abraham just realized that there is something different about what the king of Sodom was offering him you know immediately he began to compare what the king of Sodom was giving him to what the king of Salem gave him. 
of Salem, king of Sodom. You know, one person is representing El Elyon. One person is representing his people whose wealth this is, right? And this man, he, he blesses you in the name of El Elyon. And this man is saying, all the money that I have, it belongs to you. Take it. You know, you can do whatever you want. You know what was Abraham's response? Do you want to read this? And Abraham said to the king of Sodom. What did he say? I have lifted mine hand unto Yahweh, the El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. Wait a minute. He said, Lord, I pray that this will become a revelation to your children this morning. He's saying, he's saying, Mr. Mr. King of Sodom, you have no idea where I'm coming from. If you had met me five minutes back or five days back, I would have received this. But now I got a blessing that is greater than this blessing. I just got blessed. You know, in the previous verse, what did, what did, what did, what did Melchizedek do? Melchizedek stretched his hand upon Abraham. And when Abraham humbled himself, Melchizedek, the greater one among them, he blessed him in the name of El Elyon. And he said, blessed be Abraham by the name of El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. You remember we said the same statement there? Now, Abraham, when he goes and meets the king of Sodom, what does Abraham tell him? Wait a minute. I already lift my hand before El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. I cannot extend my hands before anybody else. That's it. That's my, that's my revelation. This man, what he said is this. You have no authority, no power, no capacity to give me a blessing that is bigger than the blessing that I can receive in the name of El Elyon. And he said, I'm sorry, I have already given my hands to somebody else. I have already lifted my hands before somebody else. This morning, if you stood up just 10-15 minutes back and you received the blessing that I spoke over your life today, then you do not have the right to brag another day about your business, about your money, about your riches, about all your victories, about what people gave you. No, 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 no. The blessing that you receive from your Melchizedek in the presence of El Elyon is bigger than the blessing that Vipro can give you. Sorry, no, no, no harm, no, no foul, no, I'm not against Wipro, but I'm telling you, the anointing, the blessing that you get from Melchizedek is greater than the wisdom, the blessing, the anointing the world can give you. I'm trying to speak as much in parables as I can so that those that are wise and understanding will catch it in the spirit. And the Bible goes on to say, the next verse, let's switch back to New Living Translation, says, because I have already lifted mine hand before El Elyon who possesses, everybody say possesses, heaven and earth. Because I already have lifted mine hand before somebody else, therefore I will not take as much 
as a single thread or a sandal thong from what belongs to you dear king of sodom otherwise you might say i am the one who made abraham rich wait a minute if abraham did not have the intention of keeping this money he would not have taken it away from the enemy in the first place if abraham just went for lot and his family then he would have gotten the family and would have come back abraham when he went into the battle he went to keep the spoils do you understand what i'm saying when he went into the battle he went to take everything back everything that the enemy had stolen he had gone back to recover but on the way to give to meet king of sodom he met another king and he says now that i have met this king i can no longer take what you give me i have had an encounter with something that is more powerful beautiful glorious more rich has more capacity because i have been blessed in the name of god who is the possessor of heaven and earth now i i i cannot even i cannot give you the credit of saying that you made me rich my job doesn't make me rich my revelation of el elion is what makes me rich my business and my clients is not what makes me rich it's the blessing of the lord upon my life that makes me rich and that gives me no sorrow with it it is not my contacts my clients my my abilities my strength my victory in the battle my hard work my late night shifts no 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 none of that is what gives me the blessing that that is going to endure the test of time what gives me the blessing what gives me true riches is the blessing i receive in the name of el elion and he says no mr king of sodom i know what you're going to do in a while you're going to turn around and say i made abraham rich but guess what i just got rich already i just got rich already if i've been blessed in the name of el elion man i don't need a thread or a sandal thong from you i am rich already somebody scream i am rich already this morning i am rich already this morning i'm rich already in the name of jesus the bible says in isaiah chapter 42 and verse 8 it says i am the lord that is my name and i will not give my glory to anyone else nor share my praise with calved idols why do you think god says this they say hey, wait a minute if you believe in my name if you trust in my name then i i cannot give the credit of making you rich to anybody else i'm not going to share my praise with anybody else the praise of making you rich has to completely wholly come to me few see this is how the principle works you want to receive the blessing that is in the name of el elion you have to humble yourself you have to surrender yourself you have to make yourself low you have to bring yourself to the point of death surrender to the point of death if you read the book of philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 onwards it says let this attitude be in you as it was in christ jesus what did he do though he was god he did not 
proclaim equality with God instead he humbled himself and he humbled himself to the point of death even death on a cross he became a slave he became a servant even even to the point of dying on the cross a painful cruel death on the cross therefore the Bible says therefore because he humbled himself therefore God the Father he exalted him elevated him increased him placed him on a high and gave him a name that is above every other name because at the name of Jesus every tongue will declare every heart will know every mind will understand every knee will bow and declare that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father in this place who who is saying I want to experience this blessing that is in the name of El Elyon it is impossible if you do not have a relationship with this Jesus it is through Jesus who humbled himself to be exalted to be placed in that place of highest of highest to be the name that is above every other name to be to be exalted it is only in that name when you confess and surrender to the name and the person of Jesus that you can experience, that you can truly experience the blessings of El Elyon. So if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus, if you are not baptized yet, if you are not filled in the Holy Spirit yet, then may I invite you to do that this morning. Trust in Jesus, trust in the saving grace in the name of Jesus because he has the name that is above every other name he is the name that is the most high the name of Jesus when you trust in the name of Jesus I, I hope you understand that every week I have been connecting the names of God with the name of Jesus you remember last week we studied about how Yahweh Sevaoth is with us and Emmanuel is with us and here we are talking about God most high El Elyon and we read in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 onwards how the name of Jesus is highly exalted is the name that is above every other name amen so if you will confess this name of Jesus as your Lord as your master as your Savior as the name that you trust in that the name that you surrender to Man, you are going to be blessed and you're going to be blessed to your socks. You're going to be blessed that you will have no space to store what God blesses you with. Amen. Can I take five minutes more to read Psalms 91? Those who live in the shelter of Elion will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. What do you have to what do you have to live in? What do you have to do to live in the shelter of Elion? You have to surrender to your Melchizedek. You have to pay up your promises. You have to pay up your tithes. And you have to receive the name of Jesus that is above every other name. And you have to say no to the king of Sodom who is trying to give you alternate blessings, ungodly blessings, blessings that is not coming from the Lord you have to say a no to those blessings and those are the people that live in the shelter of Elion you understand there is a principle there is a proper protocol to remain in the shelter of Elion 
we think that oh if i read psalms 91 10 times a day i will be protected no you have to go back and study the word to know where why how where did this name come into existence what was the principle behind this name elion how did abraham get blessed and what did abraham say no to to receive this blessing and 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 how can i receive this blessing through jesus after experiencing all of that then when you come to psalms 91 you have a whole new meaning in it you understand what i'm saying i'm not just trying to read psalms 91 and say okay here is a promise from the lord no 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 i want you to understand it in the context of what we already studied but do you understand what i'm saying now that you understand the context now let's read psalms 91 now we'll have a different meaning to it because now it's no longer you reading it now you're receiving it from your melkisedek now you're as you're receiving it from your melkisedek you're also saying no to the kings of sodom and now you're not just saying no to the kings of sodom you are also trusting in the name that is above every other name the name of jesus those are the ones that live in the shelter of elion are you ready now 1 2 3 go sams 91 verse 1 those who live in the shelter of elion will find rest in the shadow of the almighty may you find rest this week in jesus name verse true this i declare about my yahweh he alone he alone not the king of sodom no other name but he alone is my refuge my place of safety he is my elohim and i trust him verse 3 for he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from deadly diseases he will protect me from every trap and from deadly diseases this week come on somebody say this week
Now I have an instruction for you. Are you ready for this instruction? I'm speaking as your king and as your priest. Are you ready for this? I'm giving you an instruction from the Lord. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies by the day. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor says, do not be afraid.
wherever you go they will hold you up everybody say up now it is not a place down there now it is elevated elevated if you trust in the one who is elevated who is highly lifted up he will elevate you up he will bring you up so that in that place you are protected it says he is going to order his angels to protect you wherever you go wherever you go you decide wherever you go because there are angels that are coming with you you understand the principle of elion now wherever you go you are covered and protected they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot Come on, begin trampling now. You will trample upon lions and cobras. Now, the lion may look huge. The lions may look mighty. But you are going to trample upon your lions in the name of Jesus. Verse 15 says, when they call on me, I will answer. 
I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. Verse 16 says, I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. You are blessed with long life and salvation this morning. you for downloading today's sermon. We hope this ministered to you and your family today. Connect with us at dreamingrevival.com and you are welcome to join in to any of our Sunday celebration service at 11 a.m. or you can tune in to our live stream at youtube.com slash God bless you and have a blessed week.